You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, uh, season 9, episode 17. And we've got our Aberdeen Celtic podcast tonight, as we always do, but just uh, one Aberdeen fan, one Celtic fan. Yeah, I'm John, I'm Chris on as well. How you doing? Aye, good. Uh, I'm not a bit in too much. Aye, no, <laughs> yeah, no, John, I think he's decided to uh, skip by this one tonight. Uh, he's decided he's better, he'd rather work. Yeah. <laughs> he was lucky, though. He, he, never, he never got to see it again. Was he working or not? Huh? <laughs> I uh, I I want to get the highlights as well, unfortunately. But aye, we'll we'll come on to the, the weekend's action. Um, aye. Actually, we'll start off the weekend's action because I think we need to give. Uh, actually, it's the weekend's action. It was last Wednesday. Congratulations to Glasgow City, who are uh, the Scottish Women's Football Champions for the thirteenth year in a row. Just a small. Just a small ten nil win against Motherwell. <laughs> So that's, that's one more than uh, Leicester City managed against Southampton. Yeah, and then it's the second leg of the Champions League this week. Uh, aye, and got a, is it a lead they've got against Bromby? Uh, uh, two days. No. Aye, that's a, they're looking good for the... Then that gets through to the next round, hopefully. That'd be great. Aye, the Thursday. Yeah, aye, so we had the uh, Rangers were in, in action first and... Uh, Portugal against Porto, and um, a, <laughs> I, 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 we usually have a pick it out on this um, podcast. It's I, I'm always tempted to give it to Porto, to be honest, because their their uh, opening goal was an absolute cracker. Uh, but fair play to Rangers, caught their way back into the game and, and got the a deserved equaliser for Morelos. Uh, and oddly, they were. Thankful for McGregor for uh, getting him a point, but also unlucky not to win the game themselves. Um, so I they gave a, a good account of themselves in a, a tricky venue. There's uh, um, not too many Porto fans at the game from what I've seen. But... Aye, it was, it was another, another decent performance for Rangers. Another point picked up. Uh, apparently that's the first point anybody's picked up in that group on the road. Every other yeah, result in that group has been a home win. So um, aye. Uh, and uh, the breaking news from tonight, recording this on Monday, is that um, from Rangers Group Feyenoord, Yapstam has uh, parted company with Feyenoord. Domestic league. Aye, I think it's. I mean, they have they've looked pretty honking in Europe. To be honest, I've seen the, the game that they played against Rangers, and Rangers beat them one 0 but it could have been a lot more, and probably should have been a lot more. Um, so aye, that plus being twelfth in the domestic, league, it's probably the twelfth in the domestic league thing. It's pretty. Uh, uh, Putting into him in, in charge, but um, yeah, I did by Ajax yesterday 4 0, so that would have been there. Uh, aye, that'll no help. So, uh, that'll be a, another uh, manager in charge when the Rangers have to travel to Rotterdam uh, and whatever match day that is. <laughs> I don't know, I don't actually know. Five, I think, if the pattern's the same as usual. So, aye, that's um, let's say it's another decent result for Rangers. are sitting. Well, joint second with Porto uh, on, on the four points. Uh, and young boys sitting with, with sacks, so they're doing, they're doing pretty well. But uh, as good as that result was for Rangers, Celtic went one better. Uh, the Glasgow Coliseum. The, the Glaswegian Coliseum. In the Glaswegian Coliseum, I heard Rory Hamilton call it that. It's, uh, it's, actually, that's actually good. It's, it's not bad, aye. aye. Especially when you're playing a, a Roman team. Um. Aye, uh, Lazio were in town. Uh, unfortunately, Mark's not doing the town with their fascist sorts, shall we say. Um, aye, uh, always good to smash some fascists. Uh, the, the Green Brigade have been getting it stinking um, from some sources for their, um, their banners. Uh, and uh, <laughs> no, no lesser than uh, the great-granddaughter of Benito Mussolini. Who's uh, taking offence to um, this? I, mean, I think it's outrageous. Anyone should be 
she'd be so negative towards her fascist uh, relative from the, the past. You remember Hitler's pal? Um, so um, if she's upset, then as far as I'm concerned, Celtic fans are doing something right. Uh, and she <laughs> she herself came in for criticism uh, at the, the Aberdeen game on uh, Sunday. There was another banner on the, the Celtic uh, end. Um, well, you're, the, you're, you're the F-bomb man. So it's probably your thing. <laughs> Could have done it Better on defence. But I have no problem with getting it right up, fascist. So if she's annoyed, we've done something right. The problem I've dealt with, though, is that so many of the media outlets seem to be reporting this as a negative thing for Celtic. <laughs> that, oh, no, Benito Mussolini's great-granddaughter is uh, appalled. Why are you taking her side? <laughs> At what point do you realise you're the bad guys here? Aye, so. Anyway, the game. Well, well, we'll go back to talking about the game because um, I thought Celtic gave a pretty good account for themselves uh, and were unfortunate to be 1 0 down at the break. Uh, Lazio took their chance. No doubt about that. They, well, credit to Lazio, I think they defended really well, so particularly in the first half, because um, Celtic, although we played really well, we never really troubled their goalkeeper. Uh, and they took their chance great. It was a terrific break at the park. Um, Foster beating his near post maybe could have done a wee bit better. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of hard to criticise Foster given what else happened in the game. Um, but yeah, we were running out at a break, came out in the second half. Um, I thought we kind of started the second half a bit in the back foot. I think we actually probably finished the first half glad to get in because we were kind of hanging on a bit at one point at the end of that first half. Um, but yeah, came out in the second half, took a wee while to get going, but then brilliant um, pass for Edward and it took me four replays to figure out exactly how Ryan Christie's uh, effort ended up in the back of the net. It was only then that I realised that the, the defender had completely blocked the goalkeeper's view. So he's seen it late. So that's why Ryan Christie was able to score right in the centre of the goal. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was well worked by Edward. Um, created it well for Christie. Christie struck it well. So it was great to get back into the game. Um, and then uh, we're about a few minutes left of the game. We had um, a novelty. We had a Celtic set piece that ended up the back of the net. Julian created space for himself. Uh, and the, the corner found him and he headed it right into the corner keep on no chance uh, and that was a cause for great scenes of um, people falling over barriers as you might have seen in BT Sports feed yes I've seen that one aye <laughs> uh, aye it's always it's always a, a, a bit of bedroom when you get a white goal like that um, but still it wasn't late enough that in the 95th minute we had an outstanding save from Fraser Forster. Uh, he had a couple of saves earlier on in the game, and it was still one each as well, uh, when we really probably shouldn't have stood a chance, but um, he, he kept the, the ball at the net uh, and, and did as much as anybody else to get Celtic the three points. So that's uh, seven points out of nine from the first three. We've got the maximum points at home, which we wanted, plus the, the point away to Ren. So, um, aye, it's been, it's been a great start for Celtic. The... If you're interested in these things, the coefficient's looking very healthy. We're already talking about if we keep this up, we might get a second Champions League place again soon. And we might get a fifth team in Europe. So uh, it's looking a lot healthier than it was. I think the other thing we said was we might, get, we might be able to start for the second qualifying round, which is probably the the most crucial thing as far as well, like I said, Celtic and Rangers and Aberdeen and the teams that tend to qualify each year go. That's uh, three qualifying rounds instead of four. Qualified for Europe. Ah, well, you never know. He's played pretty well last week, so. Always a chance, but. Um... I thought the game itself, I watched kind of most of it. I thought the first half, Lachio, it was a kind of typical Italian club side, away from home. Sat in, killed attack, got a goal. And I thought at that point, maybe it's going to be a, a long night for Celtic, but the second half is more entertaining. That last 20, 25 minutes, certainly, when Celtic were going for it, it was, it was good. It was yeah. If you get a chance, go on to Celtic TV's um, Twitter feed. They posted today the the unique angle they like they, they kind of say it as for the the both goals that Celtic scored and the Fraser Foster save. Just watch it for the Foster save itself because I mean you've, I've seen it from several angles, but this angle particular shows just how good that save was because it was a I mean it was a strike for outside the box. It was hit so sweetly. It was hidden straight in the top corner. And Foster somehow managed to get in the, his hand to it. 
to get it away. So, um, and what say, ninety first minute, they did this. It was apart from the corner that followed it, it was almost the last action in the game. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was just fantastic for Foster. Like I say um, I, I, I think he he he, he didn't exactly call himself and go away for the goal. We're getting beat at the near post, but he more than made up for it. Did his job and the two goals ensured that we got the win. Um, so yeah, we've got a. The BBC Scotland are getting a bit carried away um, after the games. Uh, talking about what Celtic meeting Rangers in the final and the, the Europa League and uh, Celtic qualifying with two games to spare if we win in Rome, which mathematically is correct. Um, but given the way that game played out, could have been could have been very different. Um, I think Celtic are glad to get the three points, but I mean, if Lazio had won that game, the way it's been played out, I don't think I'm going to be too surprised as well. So um, I'm not going to get too carried away. But uh, we do travel to Rome on match day four. Uh, of the last three games, two of them are away from home. The other one being away to Cluj. Uh, and Cluj are, are sitting there just behind us in the, the group. So, um, they beat Ren, didn't they? They beat Ren. Aye, it was a crazy game that. Well, I think Ren had a man sent off in five minutes. And then um, they finished with nine men. Because somebody else got sent off. And I think Cluj himself had a man sent off. So, yeah, it was a... Cluj are picking up the points as well, which is unexpected because I mean I'm, I'm, I really were expecting um, Cluj to probably be the the worst team in that group, but they're, they're proving anything but. Although of the two games that have been played at Celtic Park and I've seen the, the three teams that play Celtic now, I still think Cluj are the worst. So I'm surprised they've got as many points as that because um, Ren we got a draw over there obviously, but um, I think we we played pretty well over there. And of the, the three that we've played, Lazio were by far and away the best team. So I think the Lazio game coming up is, is probably going to be the hardest game we've got in this group. Yeah. So delighted to have a seven points on the board. That puts us in a great position to be possibly qualify for the last 32 after Christmas. Um, but yeah, still a long way to go. Uh, I could say it is mathematically possible for us to, to win in Rome and then qualify with two games to spare. But um, that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves. So yeah. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the if we can get the three points at home to Ren, get a maximum nine out of nine for the, the Celtic Park games. We've already got a point off Ren. Ten points, um, more often than not, is going to get you through a group. Uh, so anything we can pick up against Lazio, and ideally we can pick something up against Cluj as well, then that should see as well. The, and the aim after these three games at the moment where we're sitting is to stay top because that will give us a better um, draw in the last 32. And certainly I'll go back to the Rangers. I mean, they're, what, I'd say they're, they're picked up four points, so they've still got a great chance of um, qualifying and, and finishing top of their group as well because Rangers have got the, the, the opposite. They've got two home games to come out of the three. So having picked up four points away from home, I mean, if, if we can somehow swap this and, and Rangers can pick up seven for their three and Celtic can pick up four for their three, we'd both, they both finish 11 points. They both get through with that, surely. That'd be terrific. Get both of them in the last 32. But they can't meet each other, which is good. <laughs> so, I don't think you can meet each other for the last 16, technically. Uh, sorry. So it's, 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 it's positive news from uh, the European front, Scottish football. Well, may that continue? James, aye, definitely. Uh, did you watch uh, the AR Dundee game on Friday? Uh, I know I only caught what the, the, that Dundee had won the game. I'd never saw anything else. So, uh, three losses in a row now. Aye, it's like um, what, Dundee United were on a bit of a slump as well, but they seem to at least sort that Saturday. But aye, they've gone uh, clear at the top with that two 0 win against Dunfermline. Uh, in fact, Inverness also lost on Saturday to uh, Morton. That's that's it's been a good weekend for Dundee United. Quite funny. Uh, the the win, well, it turned out to be the winner, obviously, even though uh, he scored after Paul McGowan. But Paul McGowan, there was a moment where him and I think it was Gregan for there. The two of them could have caught up, um, both get booked. And then from the resulting free kick and the rebound, you could tell Paul McGowan was still kind of angry because he basically lost it, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he was a captain, which I was quite surprised at because. Um, no, that that's not a captain's armband. That's just his his, his electronic tag. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It's well having 
give det spil, så knap det bare. Boy bit dead. Has open up is good. For the day, so then they are starting to look like they might kinda of compete maybe up the top because obviously we are slipping up. Dundee United slipping up the last few weeks, Dundee are only now six points off the top. Well, I mean they're, they're sitting in the playoff spots, which is, is good for them. That's where they I think that's probably the minimum for Dundee is to be in the playoff spots. Definitely. Um, but I mean the other surprise this weekend was um Arbroath. I mean given how Party Thistle seem to be starting to turn things around, to then lose at home to three one to Arbroath, that Arbroath are like a point behind Dundee. So they're looking pretty good enough. Because you know they're playing Talbot soon. So it is. <laughs> well, having a good season overall anyway. Like overall, I mean, they beat Dundee United as well this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I said this last week, I think that's a really tough draw for uh, Talbot. But, um, yeah. I'm both of them. I mean, there's many people would have picked Arbroath to go down. And as it stands, they look more likely to be challenging for the, the playoff going up than they do for the one going down. So, I mean, it's a long, aye, long well, it's only 10 nah, games in the season. Four, but. Aye, they're four points away from the ninth place and then they're yeah. a point outside the top four, but aye, no, I think we're definitely exceeding the expectations. I probably all of us would have had our broth and aloe in the bottom two, I think. Aye, I think so. I certainly, I certainly didn't have part of this on bottom. <laughs> I think I didn't do the top, if not top. So I don't talk too much about my predictions. <laughs> But I think with Party Thistle, there's obviously there is good players in there, but McCullough, when it gets new his own players, I would think in in January if he gets the if the options there, because um, it, it's not uh, unforeseeable that Partick could end up in the playoff spot going up the way as well. Yeah, aye, it's like I say, it's a long way to go, but uh, aye, that's uh, that's certainly the, the aim for Thistle is to get first teams to get off the bottom. Uh, but always, no, I hope uh, our brother isn't going to do them much good. And then Warren uh, continue to be the conundrum that they are in terms of their home forms. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the home forms are great and they're away from me. Hopkin. Away forms Hopkin. Uh, no, they're away from it's Honkin. <laughs> I know, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, League one. Um, East five still unbeaten. One each draw. It's yeah, another draw. It's not for him. Oh wait, wait, league leaders, uh, race rovers. So, um, well, that'd been a draw. Fuck it, would have been hoping to get a, a win, catch up with them. But the opposite happened. Quite beat them. One nil, Fuck it Stadium. It's a bit of a, what well, is it's a bit of a shock, but I'm sure Clyde have beaten Falkirk already this season. Uh, so Clyde's still pushing for the, the playoffs. Still only a point outside the, the playoffs at the moment because. Airdrie moved up above Dumbarton with a 4-1 win over Forfa. Uh, so that was goal difference because Dumbarton only won 1-0 against Peterhead. Peterhead in the bottom of the, the table. Sitting a point behind Forfa. And then... There's no teams getting kind of drifted away at the bottom or anything like that, though. No, it's, it's pretty tight in there. I mean, let's say Peterhead are only a point behind Forfa and then Strand are only two points behind Peterhead. So um, there's nobody... There's nobody really caught a drift. I don't think there's anybody really caught a drift in any league at the moment. Because, I mean, even League 2, you've got Sterling Albion at the bottom of 6, but breaking 7, Albion over 8, Queen's Park 9. So, um, and even at the top, it's, it's Cove Rangers 22, Gimby 21, Edinburgh City 19. So, I mean, it's pretty competitive at the top and bottom of every division at the moment, which is good. Definitely. Um, I mean... Yeah. It's probably a good time to come on to the Premiership now because the one that was starting to come a bit unstuck was St Johnson. Um, but they've finally picked up their first win of the season in the league. Uh, it was a, a bit of a two-and-fro game against Hamilton. But uh, I think St Johnson probably deserved the three points in the end. They missed a few sitters. Aye, um, but they, I mean, the goals they did take were, were pretty good. Uh, it was a good break up the park um, for Hamilton for the opening goal. Miller um, picking that up. That came for St Johnson's attack. Um, Witherspoon second attempt to get his, 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 his first goal uh, kind of broke from quite well and then um, he had the he put him in the lead for the, apparently that was the first time St Johnson had been in the lead in the league this season so that's how, how pretty bad it's been for them um, but then like, like, they almost binned it with a kind of late penalty conceded I mean that's it's handball. It's, there was much doubt about it. The hands it, uh, and then Davis equalised for the spot. But um, they got the late winner. Two minutes to go. 
So um, that we say that's Close St Johnson up. They're up to seven points now. They were on four. Um, and of course they're up on the likes of Hibs and St Martin and Hearts. They were all on eight. None of which who won at the weekend. Um, what we'll have to do this season though, just go out knowing that their defence isn't as good and try and outplay teams attacking wise. Well, I mean, Hibs could probably learn that lesson because they've, they've now dropped what, the lead in five consecutive games. Um, and they were 2 0 up. Uh, it was nothing each at half time, but they, they, they managed to score twice in, in quick succession at the start of the second half. Um, Horgan came off the bench to get the opener, and then Scott Allen doubled the lead. But as Hibs have been doing lately, they just binned it. Yeah, I think um, the problem you look at that Hibs team, we've been saying it all season, is it just always looks unbalanced in the midfield. Lack of width. I don't know which. Right, they've tried having one. They tried putting up uh, Scott Allen at wide, but it seems to he obviously seems to play better in the middle. But I mean, they just. Ah, it's not a wide player. It's not as if Hibs aren't scoring goals though, because like I said, they, they have taken the lead in the last five games and been pegged back every single time. So, uh, like to me, the the problem, and this goes back to when um, they played St Johnston at Easter Road what, weeks and weeks ago, but they, like, they just couldn't defend. They couldn't hold on to the lead. They couldn't get the ball clear. Um, and it was the same in this game. It was just like they took the two in our lead. They should have been able to see this game out. Um, I know um, like Canberra was unlucky at the post at the two 0 but after that it was it was Ross County. It was an attack and Graham. It was a cracking finish to be fair with, with 15 minutes to go. He pulled it back and then after that Graham himself missed a header and then uh, Chalmers foot the box scored in the last minute. So they tucked it right inside the post. That was a good strike. I, it was two good finishes, but I mean, nobody shuts them down. There's not, there's just. It's just how many times can Hibs do this? And like, I know we're saying, like, I don't think Heckenbottom's on a shugly peg yet, but how long can it continue? I mean, obviously the they've got the the semi final coming up against Celtic next weekend, which if they win that then. All of a sudden, then <laughs> nobody cares what they're doing in the league, because they're in a cup final. But if things go to form and Celtic beat Hibs to get through to the final, then Hibs are sitting a point off the bottom of the league with a worse goal difference than the three teams above, or the two teams above them, on the same number of points. And they can't hold on to the lead. You, you wouldn't trust Hibs to walk your dog. That's a terrible joke. Edit. Edit that one. <laughs> Hopkin, 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 Honkin. No, someone's right. Ah, uh, Anyway, um, so aye, the teams above them, St Mirren, they lost to Kilmarnock. Um, not much to say about this game, to be honest. It was a good, another like, set piece, header goal thing. Um, that car scored in back to back games. Aye, that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, Kamara had plenty of other chances in this game. I again, think fully deserved the, the win. Um, that put them up to third place because um, uh, the, the teams that were in the top four were all playing on Sunday going into this weekend. So that moved Kamara Cup. Um, so for all... For is Finlay getting stretched off? Yes, aye. I'm, I mean, I don't know how bad that is, but they were saying about being a Scottish internationalist getting stretched off, and now obviously we've got the, the games coming up against um, Kazakhstan and Cyprus. Now, they don't matter too much, but I mean, how long term is Finlay's injury going to be? I've not seen anything it's, mentioned today. No, I haven't seen it either, so um, it remains to be seen. But aye, um, come on, look for all the. They got slated for having a bad start to the season. Obviously, the, the defeat to Connors Key didn't help matters, but um, they seem to have done things around the league. They're, they're up to third. Uh, I won't say they're adrift to the top two, but then everybody's adrift to the top two at this point. Uh, but yeah, just defensively as well, they're not more solid. Yes, I think that's made a difference, is that they're not conceding the, the stupid goals that they had been conceding. So, um, I know it's like someone did pick up a couple of goals last weekend, but Never, I never seen anything in the highlights that made me think we're going to score in this game. So, yeah, I think Kamara can do a lot better now, and you can see them kind of continuing as they are. So, 
I'd love to get Aldo's thoughts on how Alessio's doing now. Imagine we'd be pretty pleased to be up to third place. No one would have thought they would have been third place at the start of the season when they got out to Europe. So I think credit to them for turning things around and getting them to where they are just now. And they look like they're getting better every week as well. Yeah, I think that's the key, is that they did start off uh, not in the best of form, but they are. If, if you're getting better every week, then you can see things are starting to click. The players are maybe starting to play for the manager and do what he wants them to do. So, aye, I think um, he deserves the credit for getting them in this position. Three wins and a draw is the last four games. So That's um, matching Rangers for form in the last four games. that happened in the Lovey Hearts game? Uh, for a game that finished nothing each, quite a lot. Um, there was no card for McMillan when he took it McLean in the opening minute, which I thought was bizarre, because it was at least a booking. Um, goal scoring opportunity, maybe? Could have had an argument for it, at least. Um, and given that later on in the game, Hickey got booked for pretty much the same thing, that was, that was a bizarre one. Um I think the the best chance that Ovison had in the first half felt Scott Robinson, um, but he, he, he failed to do anything against the Ozzie neighbours. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Keep that one, I like that one. That's, a, that's an old school reference, that one. Um, the, the best chance the game overall probably felt like Piezo, um, but I just and basically one on one with the keeper and Pretty easy for the goalkeeper to be honest. Um, it's not like him. He's usually a bit more deadly than that. Uh, he went down the box at one point as well, but nah, it was no penalty on that one. I don't think. Um, the bizarre part of this was when Suda get sent off for his attempted overhead kick. Um, bizarre because it was pretty clear that the goalkeeper had caused the foul before it even happened, and it wasn't given. Uh, and then Suda, it's there's no doubt Berra's gone in the head of the ball, um, and Suda's not getting it. So it's stupid. Is it a red card though? Is it maybe would a yellow have done? Yeah, I think probably a yellow. Device. Device. Aye, I, 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 I would have given a yellow. Um, but aye, it was, it was Robinson who brought it down before it by the keeper. After that, I mean, they talked about it sports scene as well. It looked a penalty. It looked a pretty obvious penalty, but where's it to be? Um, and then, oddly enough, after that red card, it was obviously it probably had a better chance because McMahon had one cleared off the line. Um, Hearts had a few other chances, but nothing that seemed to trouble the goalkeeper. So, uh, aye, nothing each. Obviously, yeah, really, really I think I mean, the, the, the only positive Hearts really have from this is the last time they were at Almondvale. Sorry, the Tony Macaroni arena. The spaghetti head, whatever. The last time they were in Livingston, <laughs> they got thumped 5 0. So, um, nothing each is probably a, a big step up for them. You know, to look forward to as well at the weekend. Yeah, again, uh, they're playing Rangers on Sunday. I think they're, aye, they're the Sunday game. So, um, again, just like Hibs, the hearts are down the bottom of the table. But. They've got a chance of a cup final if they can get the right result at Hamden on, on the weekend. So I don't really fancy them, to be honest. Um, they did get a one each draw with Rangers just the, the other week there. So I think, to be honest, Rangers were probably thinking they should have won that game. So I'd be surprised if, uh, well, I'll be surprised if it's in other than a Celtic Rangers final. Let's put it that way. But you never know, uh, one off game. Cup game. Yeah, Rangers haven't maybe been as good though the last couple of weeks domestically, but you can't yeah, the, three bad games in a row domestically. Yeah, yeah the, the draw against Hearts the other week there um, wasn't great, but maybe should have won the game. This weekend they played Wallow on Sunday, um, and uh, they were when they went behind to Wallow, uh, Cole got the opener. I, I think McGregor was caught out because he, I don't think anyone was really expecting Cole to get the shot away. Uh, he was well marshalled for the defence, but still managed to get in there. Um, and then Mullow had other chances to, to score in this game as well, uh, but wasn't to be. Uh, Rangers got their way back into the game, despite the fact that Davinier missed a penalty after he dived into uh, Polworth. How that's a penalty, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I don't at, think... At the absolute worst, that's a shoulder-to-shoulder challenge, and it's perfectly fair. But... Um, uh- 
Andrew Dallas just says it was worth a penalty. I mean, I think Motherwell will be disappointed with the equaliser. Simple yeah, yeah. kill from McGregor to four breaks. And then... Definitely get a original shot, I think. Whether he's maybe unsightly a wee bit, and that's caused him to do that, but... Maybe. I think, like, Stephen Robinson was complaining about being a foul in the build-up. Now, the replay doesn't really show it. I I mean, he could easily... I mean, even Alistair Lamont, who was doing the commentary for it, said he slipped. Um, But it's hard to tell from the the replay. Um, So we'll give the the referee the benefit of the doubt there. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, the, the shot comes in, he palms it out, and it goes straight to the floor. Uh, half the defence had their hands up for offside, but, I mean, the replays, not so much the replays, but if you slow down the in, original angle, you can see quite clearly when the shot's hit, the floor is well inside. Uh, so no doubt about that one. Um, and he, he, he struck it really well first time. Keep it no chance of getting uh, recovery for that one. So, um, aye, good, good equaliser. Um, I think somewhere along the line, Although the penalty that the Rangers did get didn't look like a penalty to me, there was a couple of handball shouts. There was one like hit Grimshaw, but his arm was in it, his uh, yeah. body, so I think that was. But there was another one where the arm was out, so technically by the letter of the law these days, that should have been a penalty. So of the three penalty shouts, um, one of them was probably a penalty. It wasn't the one that Andrew Dallas gave, but even the self out. And Tavernier missed it anyway, hit the post. Um, so yeah, you're That's thinking. That's a couple of season as well. Aye, um, at least two in the league. Aye, he's not been as, as prolific for the spot as he had been the previous season. So, aye, it's unusual. Um, so, aye, uh, um, I think at one point in this game it was one each and there was a ball through to Long where Long tried to go near post and all he did was hit the side netting when really he should have went across the goalkeeper. Um, Stephen Thompson was at a point of that one as Port scene last night. Um, I think he's probably right. Mother McGregor would then have got a foot to it, who knows, because he never tried it, but um, that was Motherwell's probably best chance to get the, the winner in this game. But as it was, it was Rangers that got the winner. Um, another set-piece header goal, uh, seems to be a common theme this week. Well taken, Islander, there can be only one. Um, my puns are terrible tonight. I didn't even acknowledge that one there. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's got one of the names um, I, I think it's his first goal for Rangers they were saying so um, good time to get it um, and um, I think Gerard was, was coming out saying that Rangers probably um, won a game they didn't deserve to win uh, overall so they went for last week where they probably should have beat Hearts and didn't to this week where they maybe shouldn't have beat Marvel but did so again credit to Rangers for picking up a uh, three points in a game where they haven't been at their best um, and maybe previous seasons they wouldn't have won this game at all so it's quite um, a good another good example how Rangers have improved this season this is yeah. the game they only won last season whereas now say they're a good team is when you win and you're not performing particularly well so yeah absolutely and I think Rangers have, more than anybody this season have been the, the team that have been picking up the wins when they've not been performing well because um, <laughs> they haven't performed well we've got to drop points um, as opposed to Rangers so picking them up when they don't so um, but um, still think they were played though on the weekend they were, did they? Um, we never played for the second half no because we've done the work in the first half that just goes back to my point I mean we Celtic haven't played then uh, they, they haven't been picking up the points as much as Rangers have but when Celtic have played they've been unplayable uh, last week we went um, it was 6 going on 66 against Ross County and this week um, I, was, I was joking because um, we were talking about the Leicester game um, the, the 9-0 against Southampton and, and John had tweeted something about um, even um, McInnes didn't lose to a Brendan Rodgers team 9-0 that was uh, and I pointed out something about the fact that that was more of uh, Lennon first to, um, 2010 yeah don't remind me I know. Uh, well, I, I at one point in this game, I was thinking maybe that might be in danger again uh, because, as I say, Celtic were absolutely unplayable. Now, as much as Celtic were great in this game, Aberdeen were rank rotten. Rank rotten. Like my mate messaged me, a Celtic fan, and uh, as soon as Edward scored, he was like, "Oh, I could be four 0 
half-time, I messaged was I was at the half-time prediction. <laughs> it was almost as if Aberdeen had been told not to put in a tackle in the game. It frustrates me anyway, the bit, a bit of times that we play Celtic and actually Rangers and set off and just allow us to play. It's, you can't allow it to do that against Celtic. If you do that, yeah. it kind of becomes far too easy. I mean, the first goal, for all it's a good goal by Edward, basically from a shy, allow it to play a kind of one-two, but nobody even like threatening to tackle. Devlin seems, a, to run a, De, aye, Devlin seems to run alongside him without putting in any challenge. Um, I think, for all Devlin seems to not know what he's doing there, I kind of feel sorry for McKenna because Edwards is completely wrong foots him. Um, he, McKenna's paying it to get back into that after that. It was brilliant. Um, and Edward didn't finish it really well for the first goal. But at no point does Devlin make any attempt to get him. <laughs> And they pointed this one out in sports scene. If you actually watch like across a number of different moves, it seems to be the same problem time and again. Aberdeen are man marking, and once you get past your man, as Celtic did all game, the Aberdeen players didn't seem to know what to do after that. No, I mean there was but, examples yeah, come of Christopher Ayer breaking yeah, forward with the ball, going eighty yards. Aye, because the read, the read. I mean, I listened to the radio uh, for this one, and they were talking again and again how Ayer was just coming forward and coming forward and coming forward. He done it so many times, and you're right. It was just if you couldn't come off your man to go to him, so he just yeah. kept going. Which is pretty ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, um, the second goal. Um, it was a bit of ping pong from Frim Pong. <laughs> um, just like he, it was a well what one two actually. Um, but the defence probably should have done me better with this one. Um, Definitely, like it. I mean, just just not even any attempt to charge. That, that's no. the most disappointing. Like just me. And then very frustrating. Like, like, the, the, the third goal is a wonderful move by Celtic in, in the build-up. I, mean, I lost count of how many passes it was. Um, particularly the Rodjick pass to Elianusi. That was an yeah. absolute peachy pass. Um, and at that point, Elianusi started to turn to take it himself. But Forrest runs on it and um, fair play to Elianusi for just giving them the ball. And, uh, Forrest is an easy, a relatively easy finish at that point. Um, and then Elianusi gets his goal in the, the fourth one. Um, but again, what you say, it was just, where was the marking? Was it Devlin that was supposed to Martin him in that? That was what sports team was suggesting. I, I have no idea. It was pretty yeah, much I'm guessing from the, the, the first goal that uh, Devlin was on Edward. Well, there's a big question in what happened because Devlin was the nearest one to Elianusi but other than that he was unmarked. Well Elianusi would be Shea Logan's man. Was he playing? <laughs> <laughs> you could say that for the whole team in the first half. I I think that's the thing. It's just like the Aberdeen fans were streaming at the doors after that. I don't I don't think the problem was that it was Aberdeen were four 0 down, so this game's finished. So we're going at the door. It was the fact that Aberdeen only in this game. So what's the point of sitting here watching this? And they left. Well, the few Aberdeen fans that bought on up in the first place, because clearly um, you decided to cut Celtic's allocation and then not take them yourself to so just leave the seats all empty. I don't understand why the, why the teams across Scotland do this. They keep cutting allocations left, right, and centre, but then don't sell the tickets themselves. Um, You're just doing yourself. I think part of it's been down to previous crowd trouble and different things like that, and that's why restrictions have been uh, cut. But ah, yeah, I saw I saw one picture that was basically there's a fence between the away section and the rest of the Aberdeen fans, and then there's like this fence is then separated by about a dozen seats. And a banner lying over it, but it's, just, it's almost they've segregated the Celtic fans from the barrier, which seemed a bit bizarre. But I'd imagine that goes back to the fact that when Rangers were up there, they were throwing seats across that barrier. Usually, as well, with that barrier, there's like just fans at either side of the barrier, just gear it to the pelters. Oh, so I, I've, I've, been, I've stood beside that barrier, I know it very well. Um, and you're right, you do keep pelters to each other, but it's pelters, it's all part of the game, there's nothing wrong with that. So when you start throwing seats across the barrier, then I can understand the objection. Yeah. Um, but aye, it's it's disappointing to see the fact that the Aberdeen fans didn't turn it for a game in the first place. Having said that, given what the performance was, maybe they were the sensible ones. Well, it's going to end up either be even worse crowds as well now. I think the kind of disappointing aspect is as well the fact to getting such a good result against Motherwell. And you're thinking, right, just... 
obviously you're coming against a, a better kind of caliber of opposition, but I've always thought when you play against Celtic, you can't just sit off at all. You've got to, maybe you can do it sometimes, right? But you've got to then press it at the, certain, the right times as well. And just, there was no pressing game at all in the first half. The second half, it was just a non-contest because Celtic didn't do anything. Yeah. Celtic would just pass the ball about and there was like a training ground exercise. Um, I wonder if Celtic would have went for it in the second half as much if it hadn't been if they'd had a really tough midweek game against Lazio. Because we went into this weekend a top on goals scored. So goal difference must be in the back of your head when you're 4-0 up at half time thinking how many more can we get in this game. But when you're also putting so much effort on the, the Thursday night before it then you might take the opportunity to take the foot off the gas. Um, so yeah, there was no more goals in the second half. Certainly had a few chances, um, but no, I took any of them. Um, Aberdeen, did Aberdeen have any chances in this game? Because <laughs> I've never seen any of the guy. Uh, there was one, like kind of Pat Gregory header that went over the bar. That was it. No shots at target. Um, yeah, just you, you can't even just call that a bad day at the office because I think, despite the fact that we are well. well Fifth in the league now. Yeah. Performance has just been generally uh, really poor. As I say as well, fans are getting apathetic. That's people that are kind of regularly going as well. Once that starts happening, then I think you're in trouble. Um, And plus as well, you want maybe a positive week as well in terms of this week's the week that the training grounds get opened up in Halloween. Uh, and different things like that so it should be a buzz about the place whereas there's not no, it's just a horror show good to opening up and saying oh that will attract good players but it's not going to attract good players if it's based on the performances that we've had this season yeah. well, if you're going to open in a hot Halloween a horror show was fitting wasn't it well aye, so. aye. but uh, the, the only other thing I don't know about because sports scene never showed anything of it um there was talk of a few challenges that Considine had in this game, um, where maybe beating was a bit lenient. Um, the radio kind of mentioned it. Challenge. I, I generally don't remember any challenges we put in. I remember Considine getting booked, but I did think it was quite harsh. They got booked. Aye. Fair enough. I've never seen the game. I'm only going by what I've heard on the radio and things I've read on Twitter and my Twitter feed tends to be a bit biased in one way, not the other. Uh, so probably to be fair, the second half I wasn't, yeah, probably to be fair, the second half I wasn't really paying attention, as much attention. Much as I did, as I say, this keep up, keep watching it. Um, but yeah, no, no positives to take at all. Uh, but we're only maybe, maybe positive would maybe be Craig Bryson getting another forty-five minutes under his belt because he badly needs minutes in terms of getting fit. But shows. I think they said it's better to go to Pedro and have it as easy. No, uh, no, I never expect to go to Pitodre and have it easy. Having said that, that's our seventh win on the bounce at Pitodre, which is by far and away our best run ever at Pitodre. Um I think previous to this it was four. But aye, uh, that's seven wins in a bounce up there since um, I think Hayes and Church get the two goals when uh, we last lost at Pitodre. Yeah, I mean, Habits, which is a bit of a bogey ground. It's not a ground particularly. Yeah, we have a lot well. We've got an alright record, but there's a few losses there and poor results. So. Yeah, because it's uh, no let up. Uh, midweek has uh, a full fixture card on Wednesday night. As you say, you're at Hamilton, um, Celtic are home to St Murden, Rangers are up at Ross County. Um, so uh, Kettlewell was having a good laugh at that one. Um, St Johnson host Hearts, Motherwell host Kilmarnock, Cubs host Lockington. All Wednesday night, 7.45 kickoff. And then what you say? You would think days. ahead of the semi-finals, they would have a midweek match, wouldn't you? You would think so, but no, we're gonna have we're gonna have a full card. Why not? Um, so yeah, um, then we've got Friday night. We've got Dundee versus Morton. Um, Saturday, uh, Aberdeen hosting Kilmarnock, Hamilton hosts Ross County, and we'll host Livingston. And then of course we have the first semi-final, uh, 5:30 kickoff, Hibs versus Celtic. Um. In the lower leagues, we've got well, Inverness versus Dundee United. That's a pretty big game in the championship. Uh, Partick this are away to Air United as well. Uh, homecoming for Ian McCall there. 
Uh, we've also got what else we got? Cove Rangers are about to count in beef. Might be interesting. Well, especially after after uh, Carol Beef was at the Broxburn Athletic three 0 at the weekend in the Scottish Cup. Yes, we haven't touched the Scottish Cup yet. That's a good point. Beating Stenhouse Muir three 0 Couple of shocks there. Yeah, yeah. That's wasted them. Um, actually, if you read one of the reports, Stenhouse Muir actually lost to both of them. <laughs> no oh, start. Okay. It was, uh, pretty harsh for Johnson. Johnson. Pretty harsh for Stenhouse Muir that one. Um. Oh, um, it's, not and, even um, as if it, it's not even as if either team are particularly doing well in the East of Scotland League. No, that was exciting. I mean, that's the thing. It's not just... They're not doing particularly well in their own league, and yet they managed to not just win, but win handsomely. Yeah. 3-0 wins. Well, well Broxburn actually are undefeated in the league. Right, fair enough. <laughs> maybe maybe it's not But they're in sixth place. Uh, they've got a few games in hand, but like Talbot, probably in terms of playing the cup. Ah, yeah. Very Cook. Uh, either teams are regarded as a bit terms of non-league recently so definitely uh, I think someone said I pick it out contender I kind of watched it earlier was Craig Scott's goal set for Broxburn I don't know if Craig Scott uh, aye after seeing that it would definitely be my pick as a pick it out from the weekend actually. I'm almost tempted to see James Forrest goal but <laughs> I presume you wouldn't go for that. <laughs> I thought it was a really well worth to go. Um, um, to be honest, I kind of want to give it to Porto. <laughs> I said it earlier. It was an absolute cracking goal against Rangers. Um, a Scottish team or a Scottish player. I know, but it was against a Scottish team. That kind of counts, surely. No. No. no? All right, get to the Broxburn guy. <laughs> Oh, wrapped up on Sunday, BSC Glasgow beat Lockie. So is that the, the third round of the Scottish Cup now complete? Have we got all the teams through? Are there any outstanding fixtures left? No, that's yeah. And then, like I say, the only junior team left. Aye. Aye. Well, we'll see what we do against that's that both. Um, and then let's say the League Cup semi-finals are this weekend I mentioned having some Celtic on Saturday 3 o'clock kick-off on Sunday is Rangers versus Hearts so yeah should be I'm, I'm still disappointed with not doing what we did last season having the the Super Sunday yeah, um, yeah it worked out well there's two different venues but okay I'm going back to Hamden for them all um, it's just an overlay I have Celtic in the first game not the second game after the pitches we've ruined so, I'll take that one. Look at Sky Sports, by the way, that you would think uh, Hibs and Celtics are a Scottish League Cup Group D fixture, by the way. Uh, actually, both of our Group D fixtures, are they? Really? That's good, because we were never in a group. Both have been actual semi-finals, so... Anything else catch your eye last week? Anything else catch my eye? No, because I... I didn't even get to the Talbot game at the weekend because I was away out. So, I don't know if there was anything else. Thank caught my eye today. Um, Dundee United have posted a £3.7 million yearly loss. Um, salaries are 133% of turnover. Clearly not Ouch. sustainable. Clearly gambling and getting out of that division this season. Um, that's, um, that's pretty dodgy. But uh, we'll see how that all works out for them. Especially as well, they've got new owners. You wonder how much of that has been before the new owners and or after. When did the new owners come in? Is it we well going? I think the new owners are the ones that put most of us in place. Was it that? Well, I don't know. That spent a fair bit in the likes of Paul at Reynolds, you would think, in terms of wages. Aye, that's possible. But yeah. Like, can he sustain that for too long? No, obviously not. They would definitely have won and get that division this season. Uh, they have been down there far too long right now. So, we get to see Danny United back up, I must admit. I think I don't go to away games anymore. I don't go to home games anymore. Um, but when I went away games, Tanadice was always my favourite. I used to love being in that shed. 
Right, so it was my last week. Two actually. Just on the ice. Right, brilliant. Always good to go behind the, the goal in that one. As long as you were prepared for the warm up to be your own goalkeeper. Because sometimes you get balls flying towards you. <laughs> but it was always a good atmosphere in there. Definitely one of my favourites. So, um, can get that back in the, the Premiership, that would be nice. Uh, the only other thing I think is noteworthy for the weekend is um, the, the um, show at Ibrox on Sunday. Now, um, if you want to wear a poppy, wear a poppy. If you want to have a display in remembrance, have a display in remembrance. Many times you can do it tastefully, though. See when the, the guns have fallen silent, which is the phrase for November 11th, um, 1918. Why are you marking a minute's silence with a big cannon the start and the finish of it? Yeah, my sister was wondering what was going on. She was like, still it? Like, dead October yet? Uh, I understand that Rangers are doing it because it's the closest they've got to a home game on the 11th of November, um, November and Sunday, or whatever one of those two happens to be. Um, so, I have no problem with Rangers marking the occasion. I have no problem with them having their minute silence. I have no problem with their poppy display with the lest we forget thing on it. Go ahead and do that. I have a major problem with them making it about the armed forces specifically, the way they do with these cannons. Rangers have an armed forces day towards the start of the season. Again, if you want to celebrate the armed forces, go ahead. Remembrance is not about celebrating the armed forces. Remembrance is about remembering the dead and the stupidity of war. It's particularly the First World War, which is probably the most stupid war in human history. And yet they're rolling out guns as part of the remembrance. It's ridiculous. Rangers go overboard with this stuff. It's almost like a counteract to the fact that there's the objections to wearing the poppy at Celtic. Now, again, have your beliefs about the poppy. That's to each, each to their own. Um, I don't want to see it forced on anybody. It should never be forced on anybody. The whole point is you get a choice. Um, but you can go too far in the other direction as well, and it almost shows that that's what Rangers are doing at times. And it's Rangers, specifically, because nobody else rules out cannons and all sorts of these things. You don't even get that in England, from what I've seen. And a lot goes overboard with the, the, the poppy stuff in England as well. Um, obviously, you've got the problems that James McLean seems to have on a, a yearly basis. James, again, James McLean should be left his own beliefs, as far as I'm concerned. He has reasons for objecting to wear it. But again, it's your choice. That's the whole point. These freedoms were fought for, freedoms were won. So get a choice to wear it or not wear it. Aye, cannons. Aye, it's ridiculous. And I don't think it's been called out enough that Rangers have been doing that. So, yeah. as I say, you want to have your armed forces day in the, the summertime or whenever it is that they have it. Go right ahead, you celebrate the armed forces because. I'm enlightened enough to know that uh, the, the human race is not uh, the, the, the greatest thing in the world ever. Uh, we have our problems. We have a requirement for the armed forces at times. Um, and they do a, a very difficult job. Most of the time they do it in a, a very good way. So um, have your armed forces day and, and, and celebrate the, the good work that they do. Um Separated for the remembrance stuff, though. Yeah, I got off my high horse now. <laughs> I mentioned was a friend of the podcast, Aaron. Long time she United went through in the Euro Cup, I think. Aye, um, not exactly due to him, for what was he <laughs> He was uh, oh. full of credit for his teammates pulling him at home. Especially after they get beat seven now within a week by the same team. Aye, so uh, I decent turnaround for them. Aye. You know what that reminds me of? Was that 2009? Ten years ago now? Um, St Mirren played Celtic at Celtic Park. Uh, Mark Crosser scored. So long ago it was. He got one of the seven goals. Uh, I think it was the only time he scored for Celtic. Absolute peach of goal, you know. Um, we then played St Martin in the Scottish Cup at the new St Martin Park a week later and lost 1-0. <laughs> so, 
So I sometimes these things happen when it comes to cup games. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was in both of those games. I think that was my one and only visit to. No, actually, I've been I've been to the New Smyrna Ground once since. Try that was good for him. Happy for him. Everybody said that. Yeah, I don't know what to do. What's that? I don't know the draw, but I don't know what that is yet. I've not seen anything mentioned. All right, no. Um, no, I'm not sure either. Um, oh, I knew there was one other thing. What about the rumours that uh, Aberdeen have been linked with Malumbu and O'Neill? I think that's been happening for the last couple of months, to be honest. So I don't know whether I, can, uh, I believe it really. Because as somebody else mentioned, I was looking earlier, like, Upfield doesn't always want to be able to come back. So you had Gleason, Bryson and Campbell all on the bench. And then Lewis Ferg's not been back from his suspension. So I can't see it. Do you think if came in, it would make any difference? That's the thing. I mean, is that where you need to strengthen? As you say, all the players coming back. It's just exactly. I think if anything we still lack a creativity in the middle of the park but then Kowarik are lacking creativity in the middle of the park and they're not doing too badly so as you said they're rather strong at the back which um, I will do yeah, anything but this week <laughs> well, even last season we weren't particularly strong at the back I mean, there was a fair bit of chopping and changing mind you at centre back due to like injuries and different things like that so Maybe what would help is if we could get a wee bit of a run by the, I was going to say a run by the same team, but if we had a more settled team that's not really been settled at all this season, that would definitely help out. I think the the one good thing um, from an Aberdeen perspective is you had a pretty poor start to last season, um, and yet um, sports team are saying you're on the same number of points you were at this point last season, and it was about now you started picking up the wins. Um, so if you yeah. can start picking up those results and having a bit more consistency, who knows what's possible. Admittedly, you did have a League Cup final to look forward to eventually at this point in the season, which won't happen. Yeah, the only players probably that are out now are Oyo and Taylor. Oh, I forgot about Ash Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> See, as bad as your defence was on Sunday, it could have been worse. <laughs> well, it's a, yeah, there is that. Imagine he'd played it with five now. He's always good for a goal. <laughs> ah. right, I think I went pretty easy on you this week. <laughs> oh, aye, to be fair, aye. Uh, I kind of limited myself to all the bad puns instead. I'm a rant at Rangers for the unforced display. <laughs> Maybe we'll get tweets oh, about that. Um, if you do, if you do yeah. want to tweet us, by the way, SFF Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, I think we're still on there as the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Um, and get involved, get in touch. Happy to hear from you. Any yep. feedback, any thoughts on the podcast? Let us know. Yeah, it does pictures of pies, anything football related. Oh yeah, we're on Instagram like as well. I forgot about that. Yeah, SFF uh, Podcast I... on Instagram as well. I've not posted anything on the ages because I've not been to football anyway, at any point. So, And then we'll be back next week. Yeah, we can look back this, at uh, uh, look back at uh, the week up and the midweek fixtures and the weekend fixtures. Yeah, should be good. Hopefully some hope myself to make it to the final. Yes. Yeah. Hope we beat some burden as well, actually. That's, that's that's first, so that's more important right now. Anyway, um so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um apologies if John keeps coming and going because I'm having a bit of a, 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 a struggle listening to some of the time, yeah. Um and uh, we shall talk to you again next week. Bye.
Tschüss.